Hey y'all, I'm Kua. And this is Kendra. And this is the Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Podcast about inclusive cultures and everything DEI. Hey Kendra. Hey girl, how are you? I am good. How are you? Good. We are back for season two. We're back. We are excited <laughs> to be back, y'all. Yes. Hey. Season two. Yes, season two. Like, season two. I can't believe we're here, but we're here. Yeah. You know, our podcast was just merely an idea. And now we're season two. Season two. Season yes. two. I mean, we had a great lineup, I think, uh, for our first season. Had a, a bunch of great guests that came on the podcast. Yep. Looking forward to having some more great guests come on this uh-huh. season. Yep. Um, with a bunch of great topics. I'm really excited right. about the topics we're going to talk about. Right. And I would say, you know, even last season, we just scratched the surface. And now we're just having more more conversations. But I'm excited about the type of conversations yeah. that we're going to have. Yeah. Um, definitely as the times are changing, moving from all the, the protests and the social justice mm-hmm. from last summer, moving into now 2021. What does that look like for organizations? I'm just excited. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because, you know, last year we were definitely in a different space. I yes. mean, I think there's some continuation of, of that, right. obviously, into this year. But um, you know, a lot has changed a lot since has changed. last season. Yep. I mean, we have a new administration yep. uh, in place. I know uh, last season we talked a lot about the diversity ban, yes. conversations that were happening around that. Right. That has now been revoked under yep. the new president. So there's a lot of people that are talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion and kind of furthering their efforts now that they don't have to worry about that Some of those any things, longer. Yeah. So. And what are those implications? And I'm pretty sure we'll get into what that looks like throughout the yeah, season two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it is season two, but it's also February. Yes, Black History Month. Black History Month. Happy yes. Black History Happy Month. Black History Month. <laughs> Another show. Hey. Yes. So we are excited. Um, obviously, this is a great month to to talk about the Black Gems Dive In podcast mm-hmm. and, and what we have in store. Um uh, a month to honor and celebrate people who came before us. Right. And I talk about stories that came before us as well. And yes. so we'll talk a little bit about that um, in this episode. Right. Right. And really driving home that black history is American history. Absolutely. Um, we've heard that in the past, but now more so than ever, we right. realize that is a part of, well, we already knew it was a part of American history, but really understanding what does that mean within schools, conversations, celebrating right. black history throughout the year. Right. Um, and so this is just the beginning of those conversations. Yeah. So we actually have a, a nice announcement. This is a good segue too, yes. because we had our first sponsor. We do. This we season. do. Yes. So last season, um, we did our first live podcast with right. Leadership Buffalo. Hey. Um, shout out to Leadership Buffalo, which has been great. I'm class of 2013. And I am the class of 2014, the best class ever. 2013, best class 2014. ever. 2014. But we're not going to go there. But <laughs> yeah. if you guys don't know about Leadership Buffalo, they are connecting people and inspiring inspiring change leadership buffalo is making buffalo better through collaborations community awareness and civic engagement they are uniting leaders to take action their six programs are educating individuals and providing resources to make a difference participants explore the challenges concepts complexity and practice of leadership around important issues through a series of day sessions so Leadership Buffalo also unites leaders from diverse backgrounds and increases their knowledge of community issues, broadens their vision, and enhances the ability to lead. 
through these programs, Leadership Buffalo has, has expanded uh, Western New York's social capital by graduating more than 3,000 individuals, including both Kendra and I. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we've been participants in Leadership Buffalo, and I can tell you the amount of folks that I've interacted with, connected to in terms of my own network, it has mm-hmm. grown, um, you know, dramatically in yes. terms of just participating in Leadership Buffalo. Right. So, And even throughout the years, I mean, Leadership Buffalo gets involved in so many things and so many issues within um, our region. They have great conversations. We were part of the Connecting Conversations um, last year. They have different workshops, even if you're not a part of the actual uh, day sessions. They have youth leadership, so if mm-hmm. you have kids, mm-hmm. make sure they get involved as well. Um, really building those leaders from the high school level. So it's a really great program, and yeah. I'm excited to see it grow over the years. And this episode is brought to you by Leadership Buffalo. Hey! So thank you. Thank y'all. Yes. So let's jump in. We got a hot topic. I think it kind of relates to some of the stuff that we were talking about um, in the intro. Yep. And uh, one of the things we talked about Black History Month, excited that it's Black History mm-hmm. Month. We're looking forward to all the different celebrations that people put on. Uh, but we caught a story that actually happened in Utah yes. around Black History Month. Yep. And um, it was a school out in Utah that parents had asked mm-hmm. to opt out in terms of their children, you know, their children's education opt out of black history month right and opt out of black history education yes so and that and that happens i mean unfortunately you know what we're seeing now are times are changing and Mm -hmm. what are those implications of really understanding some of the history that was historically taken out of textbooks taken out of conversations right right. and it can become really uncomfortable um and so uh, what we're seeing is uh, many parents are trying to either shelter their kids from those conversations and they they want to opt their kids out and so yeah so today so the article out of the washington post uh it states parents wanted to opt their children out of black history month a utah school reluctantly Mm -hmm. let them and we'll just put a disclaimer they actually did walk this back but yes. we're just kind of you know giving you an update in terms of how it happened in the first place so it says when black history month began last week some parents in the predominantly white community of north ogden utah didn't see why their children had to participate so they wanted they went to the head of the maria montessori academy a public charter school with only three black students and demanded to opt out. Mm -hmm. The school reluctantly allowed them to do so. So it it got the attention of a local newspaper. And then obviously it went even above and beyond um, outside Mm -hmm. of that. There was a U.S. Representative Blake Moore, Mm -hmm. a Republican whose district includes this North Ogden school. And he put out a statement and said, I strongly believe we cannot learn American history without learning black history. Imagine if we had to teach Utah history without highlighting the persecution of early members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who led the migration west. So basically he was saying black history is American history. Yes. You know, how how can you take out pieces and sections of things that, you know, aren't that safe, like people don't want to talk about. Right just to please certain people. Right. And we saw that even last year with the 1619 project Mm. and that came into play. And what does that mean? I know there were so many schools that actually put that back into their curriculum. Right. So many people were upset about it. Um, Even our administration had talked out or lashed out at the 1619 project, but that is where the history not begins, but that's where you really start to see um, the history of black people as slaves. And where do we go from there? Right. And I mean, talk about the history of the United States. We, when you think about, slavery and how the economic power that came out of slavery, that really was the start of what we know as the United States. Yes. And so the 1619 project talks a lot about that and how, you know, that's where the start was. Right. Right. And so how do we, 
we, we talk about like um, Independence Day, Fourth mm -hmm. of July, mm -hmm. and we talk about like you know starting this country in that way, and we can't right. we can't get to that point without first. Right. Starting at 1619, right. uh, the point of comfort where slaves first entered right. uh, into the American economic system at that point. Right. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're surprised. Are you surprised by? I'm, I'm not surprised. Just working with children, I'm not surprised that that's really the case um, of opting out. However, one thing that I do want to focus on too is that yes, we have to understand the history and the implications, but we also have to understand our future and where we're going. So, right. um, when I'm working with kids, even recently, um, I've showed them the the poems of Amanda Gorman. Okay, and I say, you know, this girl is around your age, and we have to focus on also to the stories of triumph and when and celebrating black history because a lot of times we look into our history books and it's slavery that's a long chapter right and then they brush over civil rights they brush over you whatever the rosa case parks, may be the rosa parks but paragraph right dr we, martin luther king paragraph right and just even before um, we started today i was talking um to one of my colleagues about um, the Tulsa massacre. Mm. Um, and so that's just really important to know some of those things. I didn't learn that until I was a junior in college, didn't even know that even existed. Right. So some of these things that we need to teach to our children um, in, in schools. Well, that's the thing. I think we see that a lot around like Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. um, there's There was another, you, you brought up the Tulsa massacre. There was another one um, somewhere in Texas, I in believe, Texas, yep. where they, it was like the biggest massacre yep. of white folks killing black people. Yep. Um, and I forgot the, the background on that now off the top of my head, but that those type of stories, America has a very dark history and we past do. right in order to move forward. You have to acknowledge the past where you came from where we came from, you know, because otherwise history repeats itself. And that's what we're starting to see. Exactly. Um, you know, and so it, um, it's sad to see parents opting out of of this program out of this out of this text of mm -hmm, history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think sometimes people may see it as a threat. But we need to understand, again, where we come from. Just like you're talking about black history, you're talking about Irish-American history. Right. We talk about Jewish-American history. All of this is a part of American history. Um, so I'm glad they were able to reverse that. And the, the crazy thing, I mean, like, when you keep reading into the article, they talk about uh, all parents at that school were sent a, a link to a Google document that they could mm. fill out if they wanted to excuse their children from the events and lessons related to Black History Month. And so community members were outraged. Uh, folks were saying, hey, if y'all want to do that, go homeschool your kids. Right. You can't sit here and pick and choose the history. And, and the reality is, already, to your point, it's already kind of whitewashed. We're not yeah. learning about real American history right. in, the text, in the context of black history. Um, and so, to your point, we've had to do a lot of that research ourselves ourselves yeah. and so if I mean, anyone is listening and educating children listen, make sure that you include black history 365 and yeah. not just this 28 days because it is american history it's american history right yeah so excited to uh you know talk about our our hot topic and that was our hot topic of the day and we're going to jump in to talk a little bit about um some other types of history right, right? yep and and kind of how we got kendra and i both love to travel Love to travel. Love to travel. We're always looking for flight deals. We're always looking for where's the next place. Yep. Um, obviously, a lot of that is dampened by the current pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, but we wanted to take kind of a historic walk back about traveling, like traveling while black. Yes. Um, during like the 1930s and the 1940s in this period of history and what that looked like. What did that look like? Folks. And what does it look like today? And what does it look like today? Right. right? So uh, as people who love to travel, we wanted to kind of take 
uh, just a, a back step to look at our history. Mm -hmm. um, and so we actually have a clip that we want to play, and then we're going to talk a little bit about that clip. That we even had, we didn't have any plastic bags. You know, it was wrapped up in wax paper because we'd have to use the bathroom on the side of the road. You tried to get everything you needed when it was daylight. It, that included gas. If you gave them a 20 to buy gas, you didn't get any change back. And if you said anything, they might cause the law or hit you upside the head. Wasn't no change. You didn't get no change. So what you tried to do is buy what little gas with the smallest money you had. We would look at green books and we would look at things to sort of help us figure out where we could go. But the one thing I learned more consistently was that my father believed that the only place you bought gasoline from was from Esso, which is now Exxon. He would drive around, almost running out of gas, passing shell stations until he could get to the Esso. And finally I asked him, I said, okay, help me understand this loyalty. And his argument was that in the 30s and 40s, when he was a kid going to visit his father's family, Esso was the only gas station that would allow black people the dignity of using the toilet on equal terms as white visitors. And so the notion of unpredictability of racism, that it would tap you on your shoulder at moments you didn't expect, was really the key. And I think that the Green Book actually gave you that confidence that you wouldn't be tapped on the shoulder unexpectedly. And if you could live your life knowing that racism was there, but knowing when you had to confront it, my goodness, that was an amazing gift. Yeah. That was a lot. Right. So just, you know, a little bit of history about the Green Book. Um, and where this and came where from. where this came from. Right. Um, and so this came from uh, a documentary called Traveling While Black. Um, and it's an eye-opening, actually, VR documentary. So it's kind of a little bit, seems interactive. Mm -hmm. um, but it's talking about really racism in America and uh, the history of the Green Book and the experiences that black people had to um, encounter while they were moving from the north to the south. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Green Book is really um, a book that was that was published for black people. Right. So they knew where to use the bathroom, you know, who would help them along, help them along the way. Where could they stop where they can't stop? Where can they eat? We heard um, the woman on the clip talking about, you know, um, basically they couldn't stop and use the bathroom, so they had right. the wax paper right. to wash themselves where they can put their wet cloths in. And so it's very disheartening to hear that, um, but that that actually kept our people safe while they were traveling from the north to the south. Yeah, and I think, you know, hearing we, we there, there's this notion of loyalty to mm. Exxon, right? And, yeah. and he mentions this Exxon Mobil yep. where – you know, his father would always look for the Exxon. We, they'd be almost running out of gas, but they had to look for the Exxon Mobil. Mm -hmm. And that was because that was a place that gave them the dignity right. of using the restroom. And so this is during Jim Crow, you know, mm -hmm. period, the, the, the timeline. But um, it's, it's, it's amazing to hear this history, especially as people who love to travel. Like, what was that like for folks right. way back when? Right. Um, it's interesting because I think on our first episode in, uh, like, our first season, mm -hmm. we talked about Lovecraft. Lovecraft country, uh, country yep. and the whole notion behind that and this whole guide that they were creating to show people, black people, where 
to where, go. So that was go. fiction, but it was based off of reality. Right. And they talked about the sundown towns. And the sundown towns mm-hmm. and, and that connection point. And a lot of people actually, you know, told us afterwards that they didn't hear about that. They didn't right. know about that. And so I think it's it's really important for us to talk about kind of where we were and where we've been yep. and what that looks like now. Right. And also, too, in the documentary, they um, talked about Ben's Chili Bowl yeah. and how that was a pit stop for many families along the way. And so even last year in the middle of the pandemic, you would hear stories and see stories about Ben's Chili Bowl. Sidebar, if you've never been, definitely a place to stop by in D.C. So good. The food was is one good. closed? I feel like there might have been it's one. like Ben's Chili Bowl. Ben's Chili Bowl and Ben's Next Door. Oh, okay. So was it, it was, one one closed over the pandemic? Right, but the ben, Ben's Chili Bowl stayed open. Stayed open, okay. And okay. so, but it stayed open from the support of people who've been there over the years, um, community members, because they understood how important this establishment has been throughout the years. Right, right. So it's, it's very interesting. And so for me, that was eye-opening to hear that because I'm like, oh, Ben's Chili Bowl, like it's great. Yes, I understand, but right. why are people going so hard? Right. Because it's a part of history. Right. This is why we need to know our history. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so um, thinking about kind of that connection point, right? So traveling while black. Back then, you really had to be concerned about where you're going for your safety. Mm-hmm. It's still a conversation that we have Still a today. conversation we have today. I like, mean, you know, when we, and so we like to travel internationally, even when we do that, one of the first things I'm doing is going on Google search. What is the experience like for black, black people, people, for people of color mm-hmm. to go into these different countries? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've had my own, <laughs> think like, you know, my own experiences in traveling while black and having different interactions. Yep. Um, and just to give you some insight, right? So me and my girlfriends, we love to travel, mm-hmm. always booking these flights. Uh, one New Year's, we booked a flight to Spain. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Spain. We, we did Barcelona, Madrid, and Sevilla. Sevilla. Um, and beautiful, right? Like, love the experience. When we got to Sevilla, and so some people call it Seville, Sevilla. That's what they say over mm-hmm. there. When we got there, uh, we actually had a concierge person who was so excited to see three right. black women traveling in this part of the country. Um, disclaimer, he was gay. He mm-hmm. loved us. He was just right. like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Talking yes. about Beyonce and all the, you know, different <laughs> connection points or yep. whatever. But he upgraded us to mm-hmm. like the penthouse suite. We were so excited. Right. So he's like, look, I'm going to give you the local experience. We're going to go out. We're going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going to show you where the locals go, young people. Um, because they have like this hour, like at, towards the end of the night, like after dinner, where they come together, they're having coffee, they're having conversations. Right. And so we went out with him. He was showing us this different food. We got to try all this this cool stuff. He took us to this um, one bar that was deemed, I don't know, it was like this. It, it was So there, they're very religious, right? Yeah. And so Catholicism is huge there. And they um, had this one bar that was decked out with all, like, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus and all this other stuff. So a lot of people don't go there because it's considered, like, sacrilegious. Right. So anyway, we go there, and this is his first time there. He's only going there because he's showing us. Uh, they got pictures of like Madonna on the wall. I think she had visited Demi Moore. I forgot who else. Um, and so we're enjoying it, drinking, sitting, enjoying. All of a sudden, these older couples mm-hmm. come in. And all of a sudden, he turns to them and starts cursing them out. And we're like, wait, what's what's going on? And he's just like, I don't want to tell you what they said. I'm like, well, Dag, what did they say? Right. Oh, Let why are these black people getting to sit down at the bar and we don't get to sit down? They need yep. to get up. Mm-hmm. And so he cursed them out. We actually were on our way out anyway. Um, but in that same walk, maybe 30, 40 minutes later, right. somebody was saying something and like mimicking. He was like, oh, they're mimicking your accent. And so 
it's almost like ignorance is bliss mm -hmm. in some of these scenarios because had we not, you know, he's translating for right. us. They speak like a Catalonian, you know, whatever. We wouldn't have known. Right. And so it's like you're going to some of these places. And then the last straw for us during that trip was um, it was a three king celebration. Mm -hmm. And so they have this beautiful celebration with the three kings. One of them is considered darker skinned. Mm hmm. And you got people walking around with blackface. Yeah. And we said, all right, let's Time go on to back go. to the hotel. <laughs> like, uh, okay, Time we had enough go. for the day. We experienced a lot of things around race, you know, yeah. visit the Alcazar and learn about Christopher Columbus and the, the stories, the are, stories different. Yep. are different. Right. And so it's just interesting, but, but it gives you this perspective. Traveling gives you a perspective like none other. Right. right. And I know when I travel, if I'm experiencing something good or bad, I put it in a Yelp review, Google review, mm. whatever the case may be, because I'm like, that can help somebody else because I know I look at the comments. We sure do. And I look at the reviews. Right. So similar situation, like we keep saying, I love to travel. Kua loves to travel. And um, a few years back, I had the opportunity to go over to Australia. Okay. And I wasn't in Sydney. I was in Western Australia. So I was in Perth and I actually was over there for three months. And where? Perth, Australia. I never heard of Perth. Exactly. Australia. Okay. So a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize, you know, where it is. Uh, it's a really small city. Um, that's on in Western um, Australia, but it was a great opportunity. Loved it over there. However, um, the history, again, we have to know our history. Right. The Aboriginal people over there became citizens in 1974, I believe. Okay. Around 74, 75. Um, and so that's really recent history. Mm -hmm. They, um, you know, were put into concentration camps. They were trying to breed out the Aboriginal race. And so there's a lot of history behind that. Mm. However, when I went back in 2011... Um, I went with a group of people and there were um, students. So it was white students. It was us black students. And, you know, you have some white Australians mm -hmm. calling us the N word as a term of endearment. Wait, you said as a term of endearment, as a term of endearment. So we had to school them to say, you don't say that. That's not a oh, word wow. of term of endearment, but that was their term of endearment. And so I was looking up, looking at different things. And back then, even in 2011, you know, internet wasn't still what it is today. And right. so, but you were able to find some comments and that's what they were saying that over there, they use the N word as a term of endearment. Wow. So I made sure, you know, in my reviews and things like that, that that was known because you go over there, you're going to be in shock right. that that's happening to you, right. you know, right. and gradually as it kept happening, our spirits were kind of down. Mm. And so we were over there with a group of students and a professor and a professor was saying, sorry, I, I didn't tell you that this, this is what is being said. And so again, wow. This, just some of the cultural differences, but again, this is some of the experiences that you have while you're traveling, while you're black. Yeah. Um, I know we're, we're going to talk about Airbnb and what's happening with Airbnb along the way, yeah. uh, which is just very jump interesting. In, jump, dive on it. Dive on it. Dive on so, it. Um, and I've experienced some of these things too. So with Airbnb, a few years back, they experienced a uh, backlash because some of their um, black clients or people who um, subscribe are trying to, are to book, trying to book trying for to book. Airbnb, right. they actually were not getting the um, books that they wanted. So they were not getting the combinations that they actually uh, try to get for, for their trip. Okay. And so what we started to see was this was a trend. This wasn't a one-off. Hmm. This was a trend. And so, you know, I know when I was traveling with Airbnb early on, when they first got established, I would try to book for certain places and I couldn't get them. Yeah. And the response was, well, maybe you should try another place, like from Airbnb. Well, maybe you should try other places because it's up to the discretion of the host, of the host. to decide whether you want, if they want to book you or not. And so anecdotally, I know, you know, that's true. That's true. 
um, a lot of black male friends have talked about their difficulty in booking. And it's interesting because I think we had a similar situation right. where one of my black male friends tried to book a place. Right. I was able to then book that place. And then we, you know, obviously we didn't stay there, yep. but it was just like, that is the type of discrimination that would happen. Yes. And a lot of blowback. I mean, I can't tell you how many stories we heard even the last few years where people um, had booked accommodations. And then when the host found out that somebody was black or whatever, they flipped the script. Or they said, oh, sorry, we, we weren't available that weekend. Right. And that's happened to me as well. You know, sorry, we weren't available. Or the other thing is, well, you don't have enough reviews. So if you're new to Airbnb oh, yeah. and yeah. you're only there for, you know, you only booked one or two times, you have to rely on those reviews from the host, from the host so that the next person would trust that you would be great when you're yeah, tenant or whatever. Right. And so I also got that too. You don't have enough reviews. And I'm like, really? You know, huh. so it's a lot of red tape um, when it came to booking for Airbnbs. And so a lot of times, you know, we'll get frustrated, go to somewhere else or ask someone else to help book those, those places. Right. right. Um, and so Airbnb, um, of course, denied the allegations of discrimination. Okay. Um, and this is, again, was a few years back. But what they end up doing was they put together a task force, which I thought was really in interesting. So Airbnb hired a task force, mm -hmm. uh, made up a high-profile civil rights activist, and include former Attorney General Eric Holder, Laura Murphy. I do remember that. The director of ACLU's um, legislative office and a number of academics. And so from a business perspective, it was clear that Airbnb's design choices have facilitated discrimination and that mm -hmm. the company was well positioned to make changes. Now the company needed to decide how to proceed. And so the way they proceeded, they did different things to see what stuck and what did not. Um, and so what kind what came out of that was instant booking. Got you. So if you look That's at the lightning. Yep. So if you look at Airbnb now, there are a series of um, tenants who now have or hosts, sorry, who have instant booking. And so what that allows you to do is book your accommodations and they're approved right away. Okay. And so they don't have the ability to kind of backtrack. So in that way, you can't see exactly in that instant who is actually booking. So that was one of their solutions yeah. to to some of the discrimination and the backlash that they were experiencing. So and I want to shout out and I'm. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, what's the the black company that created their own app for black people to use? Because yes. that, that's been something like in, in response to instances like this, in response to this type of discrimination, people are using this type of service. Um, you know, Uber, I know, came under backlash for a mm -hmm. lot of things. A lot of that was their internal practices as well. But um, is it called black? Um, no. So it's, uh, is it? No, it's called e Okra Inc. Is that no. what you're talking about? There was another one. There was another one that came out. It was like an Airbnb hosting. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Where, you could, where you could use that app to essentially book travel. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people of color were using that yep. to yeah. avoid that type of experience. Exactly. And it's you made, <laughs> like you said, made for us by us. Right, you know? right. Exactly. Um, but that's what that's kind of the route that we have to go sometimes is, you know, you, can, you don't have always the luxury of just booking and hoping that someone's going to treat you right, hoping that your accommodations are up to par. Um, you have to do your research when booking for your right. for your um, trips. Right. So that's the extra layer that still exists. So, no, today we don't have the green book. Right. But we have Yelp. Right. <laughs> we have Google. 
um, some of those things. I know even um, for me, my, my dad is from, my dad and his family is from Birmingham, Alabama. And so mm-hmm. I hear all the stories about coming from the south up to the north and vice versa and where you can stop and where you can't. Um, my older brother um, was in the military and he would, he would go down um, to, to, uh, to Georgia all the time from New York when he would come visit, but he would go through Kentucky. He always used to tell me, and I never understood when I was little, he used to say, I do not stop in Kentucky. Mm. He said, if I have to go to the bathroom, get something to eat or get gas, I do it before or after. I will never stop in Kentucky just because of some of the things that he's experienced and his friends have experienced. Yeah. Um, and I so, mean, a lot West Virginia, West Virginia, all of these different places. And so, you know, it's, it, sometimes it's a running joke, but you don't want to drive through these places right. or stop in these places. Right. So I know um, you talk about this, this guide, right? This mm-hmm. the green book. Um, but there are some other people that are doing similar things, right? We highlight different places that are welcoming, just mm-hmm. similar to that story where we heard about the man and, and his father wanting to go to Exxon Mobil yep. because they were treated with respect. Um, there are people who are putting together these different lists that highlight yep. black owned businesses. Right. And so, uh, Apple maps, actually, mm-hmm. you, you actually sent me this article and it was Apple maps where, uh, Anthony Edwards, that, that was the eat okra. Yep. That was the eat okra. Yep. And so him and his wife announced that they were launching this guide on Apple maps to great black owned restaurants across the country. Mm-hmm. So whether, whether it be for food, culture, community, the reasons, uh, you might recommend an eatery are vast, varying and unique, right. but this guide is curated by amazing chefs, writers, and culture shakers who are special to both the eat okra and the community as a whole. So you're going to see more of this. I know um, here locally, we celebrate Black, Black Restaurant, Restaurant Week. Week. Yeah, shout out to Buffalo Urban League Young hey, Professionals. shout out to y'all. Um, so Black Restaurant Week start, starts on Is it Saturday? Saturday the 13th. Yes. It starts the 13th, um, and it goes into the following week. So make sure that you are visiting our local eateries, um, celebrating our great cuisine, um, sharing with your friends. And that's just another way that we're able to celebrate together um, right. black culture and black cuisine. Right. Um, but when I when I see some of these things, I get super excited. Like the eat okra, get super excited with things like that. I'm like, yes. Now right. instead of just Googling black restaurants in the right. area, right. <laughs> it's already attached to your, to your Apple Maps. Um, you know, one thing that Airbnb now does, um, they started doing a black travel list. Okay. And it was inaugurated back in 2019, and that recognizes those shaping and leading the global travel community. So I know even on social media, I know I follow, Akua follows um, many uh, travelers, black travelers, and just to see what their insight is and their input, um, and and just from their perspective, because it is a different perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if you have a chance, definitely check out the Airbnb black travel list, um, and they've already done two. And so that app was called Noir B&B. Noir gotcha. b that was the um, app for folks that are looking to host and uh, rent awesome. properties uh, from black people. So check out Noir b check out Black Restaurant Week. Yes, check Black out Restaurant Week. Everything black, Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> 365. Right. 365. Right. So. so I know, you know, you know, we come into an end. We always yes. got to give a little gem. Oh, a gem. I didn't even think about I the know. gem. I know. That was... I would say probably the gem is that I am so proud to be black. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, just to go off the theme of Black History Month, uh, just I know we were talking about this too, another topic for another day, but 
um, that whole idea of colorism and what does that mean. Mm. Um, I've experienced that as well. And, you know, even growing up, I knew I was different. I was black, but I also mm. was a different shade of black. Right, right. And, you know, I was reminded of that in so many different ways. But as I grow older and I tell my little cousins and I tell girls who are teenage age all the time, right. be, being black is beautiful. Own it. Own it. It's only one you. Right. And so as we, even though we are, you know, experiencing a lot of just, I say drama, but just a lot of stuff in this day and age, mm -hmm. it, just be proud of being black. And I guess that's just my, my one gem. That's okay. my gem of the day is that I'm proud. I, so I'm going to tee us up a little bit okay. for tee some conversations up. to come in terms of my gem. Um, well, I just start with what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful. I actually got my first dose of Moderna yes. vaccine um, not too long ago. Shout out to that. I got my oh, second I got my dose. My first one too. You got your first one. <laughs> yes. Look, I'm like okay. Yes, we education. Got, so we got our first. We dose got our first dose. Moderna vaccine. Yes. Yes. And so I get my second one this Friday. I know that a lot of folks have been talking about some of the side effects that come with it, yeah. but you know we're expecting. At least for me, if I'm expecting to know that there might be some side effects, I can kind of tee up for it. So right. people are like, oh, I'm tired and what? I, I got my Netflix planned out. I'm gonna be <laughs> Malcolm Memory. I want, yeah, well, oh, we'll, we'll, we got to we talk, talk about, about that. that. That's, that's another, yeah. yeah, that's another thing to talk about. But yeah, <laughs> got my um, first dose. I'm looking forward to getting my second dose. And I, I just urge people, do your research, really consider it. Um, we are still very much in the yes. middle of a pandemic. Uh, but I think more people of color need to, to start to consider this vaccine. There are disparities that they're talking about mm -hmm. in healthcare right now mm -hmm. uh, as it relates to access to this mm -hmm. vaccine, where it's located. I know uh, right now there's a push for CVSs and like yep. um, and actual pharmacies. But the Biden administration actually today just announced that they're going to be pushing it to FQHCs, federally yep. qualified health centers, um, to give more access to these communities that need right. it the most. And they're expanding to folks who have comorbidities as well. Yes. So that's that's also great. So make sure, like Akua said, do your research. Do your research. Um, don't be a social media guru on different things <laughs> if you don't know, because I see that out there as well. But do your research. And we'll talk about that as yeah, well. Yeah, talk the to next your primary yes. care physician too, y'all. Right. Come on, let's get this. I'm trying to get back. <laughs> I went to traveling. To traveling. Like we talked about. <laughs> traveling you know. while black. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, we urge y'all do your research and, yes. and look at that. But happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. And welcome back to season two. Yes. Of the Black Gems Diving. Black Gems Diving. Hey. Thanks, Kua. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Peace. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Black Gems Dive-In Podcast. Make sure you rate and subscribe on all of the major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow us on our social media platforms, at Black Gems Dive-In on Twitter and Instagram, and at Black Gems Dive-In Podcast on Facebook.